Okay, good morning everybody, nice to see you. And this year is sponsored in memory of Sheila Katz, Shifra Matel Bas Eliezer by her husband Stanley, Neshama Shadad and Aliyah. We are on page 132 in the handouts that you have or the photocopies, page 132. And we're on the last paragraph of that page, so it's on the bottom right side of the page. If anybody needs um, a photocopy, the, the right, I'll put it right over here. If you need an extra one. Yes? What letter we're in? Yes. We are in the middle, we're still in letter Aleph. Letter Aleph is very long. So we're in letter Aleph, uh, one paragraph from the end, beginning with the word vihine. Vihine klal hahanhoga shel haolam hazet. In general, the way this world is is guided by Hashem, mischalekas lahanhogas hayam banhogas halayla. There's two different periods of guidance. One is day, and the other is night. As we have learned earlier, and every morning and every night time, the structures and patterns of reality are renewed. And the watch periods of the malachim, of angels, are arranged according to their tasks, because we have learned that Malachim, you know, carry out all of Hashem's guidance over the world. It's carried out through Malachim. Kafi Seder HaHanhaga, according to this pattern of Hanhaga. V'ulam, moreover, Anachnu B'nei Yisrael, we, the Jewish people, Nishayavnu L'ha'id, we have become obligated and responsible to testify, to proclaim alamitas yichuda yisporach about Hashem's absolute oneness b'chol habechinos in all respects. So we talked about before, there's good things in the world, there's bad things in the world, but behind everything is Hashem. And now he's adding on to that, that you also have something called the daytime relationship with the world, when things are bright, sunny, revealed, and you have a nighttime relationship with the world from Hashem. And we as the Jews are obligated to testify that Hashem Echad, God is absolutely one in all ways, in all times. Perush, to take that a little further, whether it applies to Hashem's being one in existence, and we learned about this, he's just going to restate this, that Hashem alone is the only absolute existence, that He is in and of Himself, He simply is, nobody made Him, He exists intrinsically. V'chol hanim sa'im, and all other things that exist, mimenu heim nim sa'im They exist only from God, and they are dependent on Him. 
So there is no other being besides Hashem that intrinsically exists. We, we are all here because Hashem willed us to exist. Hashem is here because He intrinsically simply is. So that's called Bechinas Hametziyus, that in terms of existing, being, everything stems back to Hashem in order to exist. So it all goes back to Hashem's oneness. Secondly, Bein Bechinas Hashlita, and regarding control of reality. That Hashem is the only one who's truly in charge of reality. And nothing can function except through permission, authority granted it to act from Hashem. And now thirdly, Hanhoga, which is more about the ongoing relationship of Hashem to the world. That even though all of the various goings-on of the universe are great, and they're deep, the one who causes all things is just the one and only Hashem. And the goal and the purpose of creation is one as well. Uh, we talked about that. That's the Hainu. He says here, It's Hashem. That He is moving all things to the ultimate of the completed state of the world. So God's constantly guiding the world, helping the world along, and not only that, but He's helping it toward a certain actualization of a goal, and that's Hashem's revealed oneness. And that's always part of reality. Even though this is not revealed to us now, we can't see how indeed the world is heading toward the revelation of Hashem's oneness. But indeed it is true. And so it will be revealed and it will be made known at the end of all things. So that's the first dimension of when we say Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Hashem Echad that that word Echad we're thinking a couple of things, that all existence goes back to God, all function goes back to God, and the relationship of Hashem to the world leading it toward a specific goal is also echad. So God is one, and that's the general kavana, and those are some of the deeper reflections on the kavana of Hashem echad. Please. So the first one was in Mitzius. I'll just reiterate them. In being, all existence stems back to God. The second one is in Pu'ula, which means function. So not, not only to exist, but to do, like the sun rises and the sun sets, and the tides of the ocean, all those things, day, night, 
that all of those functions go back to Hashem who distributed what reality is supposed to do and the role that everything plays. And then that's called pa'ula, that's function. And the one he added here, which we didn't see previous weeks, is hanhaga, that both by day and by night and at all times, Hashem is leading the world toward a very specific goal. And that goal is the revelation of His oneness. That's the, ta- the tachlis of the Bria. And whether we see it or not, in general we don't, that is the direction of the world and God's leading it there. Yeah, please, Dory. Yes, yes, everything. So all the things that we see happening in the world and all the nations and now, you know, it's always like that, but now in particular it seems to really be, you know, heating up across the world. So all of that is the movement of reality toward its goal. And then our own personal lives, especially as Jews, where you have Hashgacha Pratis, our own personal lives as well are involved in this process. So every, every, really every single part of the universe is on this track toward Gilui Hayichu. Yeah, please. I'll come in. Yeah. Yeah. When the Mashiach is revealed, so there is a period of time when the Mashiach is becoming revealed. So I'm not quite sure how to see that. That's on the way. We're, we're in that stage right now. Iqbasad the Mashiach, it's still not revealed. But he's really talking about the revelation of Moshe when it's clear. And are there Jewish people who don't believe this? I mean, to me, this seems like not like Orthodox people. Like to me, this seems very like the basis of everything we do is because of this. It is the basis. If people who are Orthodox Jews don't believe this, it would be hard to call oneself an Orthodox Jew and not believe this, right? They may not be educated about it. That's a different story. But in terms of what we believe, yeah, this is Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Yeah, this is, these are Yesodos of what we believe in. Yeah. This is one of the 13... Uh, uh, yes, it's really a couple of them because it's the existence of Hashem, the perfection of Hashem, Mashiach is coming. So there's really a couple of the Yud Gimel Ikrim that are included in this belief. Nevuah would be also a part of this. Including the coming of Yes, Mashiach is one. Belief, belief in Mashiach is one of the Yudgim Ekrim, sure. Beis. Letter Beis on page 133. If anybody doesn't have a photocopy, they're on the table right here at the end. Vihine mimashayesh od lahavchin. And what we have to discern, more so, who, or I should say additionally, ki habora yisporach shemo, hinehu melech al kobriyosa. Right. New concept in terms of this uh, chapter, that Hashem is the Melech. Well, literally, the word Melech means a king, and I like to use also the word ruler, that Hashem rules the universe. And as we have discussed before, the concept of a king is very foreign to people like us. Right? We live in a Western democracy. We um, have those values in the, in the society around us. And the idea of a king, an absolute monarch, is very distant. So on the one hand, we want to try and grasp that idea. But on the other hand, we want to 
separate that idea from all the horrible thoughts that we have about wicked kings. Because there have been many in history. Hashem is not that kind of king. Melech malchei hamlochim. So the ruler, Hashem rules the universe. Melech. Uperush inyan zehu. To explain this. And the Rampah is a pretty a thorough rendition of the concept of Melech. And we're still in the first Pasuk now of Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. And some of the things that we should be thinking about. Ki omnam amitas nitziusa yisporach. As we have learned, the truth of Hashem's existence, hudavur bilti nitle bezula so. He is something who is not dependent on anything else, klal, whatsoever. Ubilti misiaches lezula so. And you can't even associate anything with Hashem. Not to be careful with that word. We're associated with God. We have a relationship with Hashem. It means to say that there's nothing that he is even slightly reliant upon. Nothing you can attribute to. That's a better word. Nothing you can attribute his being to except himself. There's no other thing involved. That's always the key phrase. He is intrinsically present and perfect in and of himself. The Ramchal says that many times in the Sefer. You cannot attribute anything else uh, uh, anything about Hashem to any other being. There's nothing above him, higher. And nothing below him as well can make him exist or compel him to be. Arbechira, and the fact that Hashem responds to Arbechira, God does that willingly. He gave that power to us. If he chooses not to abide by that, then he can't. There's no cause that God is dependent upon. Not as a cause and effect relationship. Or as a partnership relationship. One might say, well, maybe Hashem is so powerful, but he's got somebody else who's so powerful along with him. And that's not Hashem Echad. In this regard, so these concepts, again, he is in and of himself. He's not dependent on anything, on the other being. So when we say those things, that is contained in the name Elohim. Now Elohim, you have seen, I'm sure, means Baal HaKochos Kulam, the one who has all powers, all forces, and that's the same idea here, that everything is present in Hashem, in and of Himself. He is intrinsically unto Himself, as we mentioned before. However, but being that Hashem wanted for there to be creations, he wanted a world. He created a universe. 
v'kulam teluyim bo. And all those things are dependent upon Hashem, b'mitziyusam, for their very existence, u'b'chol b'chinosam, and in all ways, u'kamosha zacharna, as we learn, nikro'ehu b'b'chinosu adon kol. Now we have a different name. Here we call Hashem Adon Kol, the master of all things. Now what's, what we have to take note of here is that this implies a relationship now. So Elohim is about Hashem. He is in and of himself, not reliant, not dependent, Elohim. When we say Adon, he's the master, so the master over something already implies that there are others, that God made others upon whom or over whom he is in charge. So Ado and then Noi, Adoshem, that is the master. Ki hakol mimenu v'hakol shalo, it all comes from him, it all belongs to him. V'hu shalit v'hakol sano, and he rules over all of this according to his ratzon, according to his will. So we have there Elohim and Adon, both of those two Shemos, and each one describing what we mentioned. Please. So Elohim, as the Ramchal states it, that Hashem is, He exists in and of Himself. He's not dependent or relying on anything whatsoever. It all comes from Hashem, all that being is completely his. And then the Adon is that he is the master over all things. That already implies a relationship that he has created and he is ruling as creator over what he made. So when we're thinking the, the Shem Elohim, those are some thoughts that we could be having in the same Aleph Dalad Nun Yud. Adon, then that are, are some reflections to have on that name as well. Yeah, Elka, please. When you say, excuse me, Elohim, it's also um, Din, right? Yes, Elohim is also a name of Din. Mm-hmm. Din of Din, but mm-hmm. that implies relationship also. It does. So, uh, yeah, so the Ramchal, e- either he's, not, he's simply not addressing that part of here, which, which might be the case, or else the idea that all of that as well is coming from Hashem's intrinsic self. E- even though he agreed to be in a state of judgment with people, and he made the world, and there's being in the world, but we shouldn't think that we control him. That even that being itself is coming from Hashem's absolute inherent being. It's a willful state. And it may look to us like, you know, we, so to speak, are, have an impact on God. And in a certain way we do, because he responds to our Bechira, but that's only because he wills that. That's what he wants. So perhaps that's the idea. Okay. Ve'ulam, uh, bottom of 133. Now, just more elaboration. Od Ratsa Betua V'chasto. Hashem wanted, in His goodness and in His kindness, l'hashpil k'v'yochol, to bring down, so to speak, ba'anvaso, in His humility, esrum k'vodo, 
his lofty glory, and to have a relationship, to be associated with his creations. So, to have an association with. Now, again, not in terms of his being, he doesn't rely on anything, but he chose, he willed to, bring, to come down and be involved through his humility to Nivra'im, to created beings. Af al yachas imo Even though in truth there is no true relationship, attribution, that's a very delicate point. We would never want to say that we don't have a relationship with God. We absolutely do. That's not what he means. What he means to say is that in truth, God is completely independent. In truth. And what we do and what we don't do, it has no change effect on Hashem whatsoever. He's the same Hashem always. Always. So that, that's what he means. We have no real yachas. We can't manipulate God. We can't comprehend God. But at the same time, he willed to be in a relationship with us. That rut zone to be in a relationship with us, that's the fine line that we have to walk in. We believe in a personalized God, that we can talk to Hashem, that he cares about us. All those things, we, we believe in that. But God made that so. He made that happen. And intrinsically in and of himself, we don't make him greater, we don't make him more perfect, we don't make him more wise. There's nothing we can do to make Hashem better. He's perfect already. So that's the, the, just the delicate point that the Ramchal is, is, is navigating right here. Yeah, please. Mm -hmm. The problem that we have is that we are subject to change and we do fluctuate and we live in a world where things are changing all the time. So the concept of here in the universe and before the universe, to us that seems like two different things. But in, in terms of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we can't grasp this, nothing has changed. So we conceptualize him like he was before there was a world in the same way as he was after there's a world. And we, we can't comprehend that. We, we say that in, in davening in the morning, toward the end, right after Bruchas HaShachar La'olam Yihei Adam. So there's a paragraph that goes, Atahu Ad Shalom Nivra Olam, Atahu Misha Nivra Olam. You are Hashem before the world was created, you are Hashem after the world was created. You're the same Hashem in this world as you are in the world to come. It's all by Hashem. There's no change. So in terms of Hashem, the way we conceptualize Him, no change. In terms of us, uh, there's a lot of changes. And that's how we relate to the world and we relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So you could say in terms of our own comprehension, our own perception, 
as the Ramchal says at the beginning, that he made a world in order to give good from his goodness to others, meaning to human beings. That's as far as we're concerned. But he didn't become better as a result of that. God didn't gain anything. We gain. Yeah, please. chapter, it said the same thing by one of the great sages whose name we all know. The same idea that he, like, it's, he's dependent upon us to believe in him. His existence is dependent upon us to um, acknowledge his, that existence. So that, that quote, you know, does not sound right to me. There has to have a context I, to it. it right. Know. And really because of these principles that we're learning that if no one, God forbid, acknowledged God, he'd still be God. He's still Hashem, no matter what. So it could be that the context of that is perhaps is that when God made a world and he made the Jewish people and he made a Torah and mitzvahs and he wants us to have that relationship with him and if we don't, then it's as if, you know, that's not being, that will is not being fulfilled. So maybe that's the context of it, perhaps. But in terms of Hashem himself, no, he, he's not reliant on anything. And whether we're here, whether we're not here, he's Hashem. I have to look, see what you Yeah, see, and also just maybe the context of the quote would illuminate it a little bit. Yeah, please, Dory. Right, right. Right, and yet he still is. He still is the Melech, whether people acknowledge him or not. But the idea that it's not fully revealed, sure. I mean that that we we accept that it's not fully revealed until the Mashiach comes. Okay. So a couple lines into that last paragraph. Please, Regina, yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Um, if Hashem is all, whatever everybody is saying, <laughs> can he still become um, Adon? Or can he take that name and still have it if there is no relationship with, with him? I mean, he can still be who he is, but can we say, well, you can't call yourself because you have no relationship. You have two people that are two beings. Right. That's once you have a world. Right. So when, when Hashem makes a world, then we can make those statements. Ein melech below am. There's no king without a nation. That's all part of our self-definition and world definition. It's all in Hashem. All of those things. But, so he, it's sort of like get married and get a different name. So you're no longer that name. But that's an actual change. But that's an actual change in the people. Hashem never changed. Hashem never changed. He's he's always perfect and 
all of his shamos that apply to his perfection equally apply before and after the world. We don't understand that. And what about yeah. that, that thing where um, Haman, they took out the names of Hashem because he says, well, he's not, we're not because the other people, they, he didn't show, you know, his, um, his oh, so they took, in other words, three parts of the, uh, of, uh, Right. That the Chachamim took out, and then later on. They you mean when they added a different descriptions, no, they and then they took them away? They could have, you know, if Hashem was not doing that, how can we tell you? Uh, I, I, I need, I need more, I need more of that. I can't, I can't quite grasp, grasp what you're saying. Yeah, I, I need more, and more, more information. But there, I mean, it was, you know, like there were. They say, well, now this, this name, we were uh, defeated by this. So it shows right. that Hashem is acting in this way. Right. So again, that could just mean, I don't have enough information, yeah. but that could mean in terms of what's happening in our world, uh -huh. that the way we perceive Hashem, this name right now, we're not getting. We, we can't grasp it. Uh -huh. Another name we could grasp. That might be the idea. Uh -huh. Yeah, because the shamos re re apply to our re how we perceive Hashem acting with us. Yeah. Yeah, please, Mr. Trump. Does this contradict the, the concept that Hashem is in pain sometimes if His, if his people are not doing the right thing and the Shekhinah is the Right. That, that concept. That but still. That, that, he, that, that he, he cares deeply that. Yes, that's, I mean, that's all. That's all true, right, it's all true, and, and that's all once you have a created world. Because really, Be'emes, if we say Hashem was not in pain before and now He is in pain, that's a change in God. God doesn't change. But in terms of how He relates to the world, a created universe and people like us, so now He applies Himself, Kiviyachol, to what's happening in the world. So we can say that he's in, the Shekhinah is in pain, the Shekhinah is in Galus. That's all within the structure of creation. In Hashem's essence, nothing has changed. Our perception and the way he relates to the world, those are the things that change. But God, that's Hashem chose to do that. Right? He, he willed to make this world and be a part of this world in that way, but he's still completely above it. And therefore, could, could at any time change things, make a different, make a different world, different response. But he voluntarily submitted to the creation that he made in order for the world to achieve its goal. Please. I think that's why it's important in the Bereshis, the first line, even though they use the a past tense that God created, created. Or, right, he created the world. Many people. The creation is ongoing, no, no, no question. Hashem is mechadesh all the time. Yeah. So we're looking at the beginning of creation. That, that was the world as we know it, that was its beginning. So 5,776 years ago, God made the world, he created the world. 
But yes, he, he continues to create it at every moment. Otherwise, we wouldn't exist. Okay. So Hashem brought himself down. He says, Lahashpil. And he's not talking about a condescending type of bringing oneself down, but more so a very great being who wants to be in a relationship to the created beings that he made. So he calls it his anivus, his humility. And he chose to be with his people like a melech to the am, like a king to the nation, that he would be their leader, their ruler, that's what we're talking about, to become honored, so to speak, through that nation. Like a king or a ruler who receives honor from his nation. And notice the Ramchal said that word, that's always what that means, so to speak. That's the concept that we're talking about. There's no true change in God. But there is within the world that he made. As it says, in Mishle Barav Am Hadras Melech, the more people you have, more, the more is the glory of the king. And this is what we mean when we call Hashem the Melech, the king, the ruler of the, of the world. He is our leader, our head, our Rosh. And he receives glory and honor through us. And we too, we're obligated to participate in his avoda, to do this service of Hashem, this work. And to listen to him. To that which he commands, like a king to his nation. In other words, one shouldn't say, well, it doesn't really make a difference to God, right? He's perfect anyway. Doesn't matter what I do. I'm not making God greater. So the Ramchal inserts here, no, he made this world to be in a certain way, and therefore we are obligated to abide by that structure, by that universe that Hashem made, to heed his voice to that which he wants us to do, like a melech to his nation, that's the universe God made willfully, and we're a part of it. Ve'ula. Moreover, zu. it is in this way gam kein. Additionally, chayavim anu lahakiro b'choyom. That we as Jews are obligated to recognize and appreciate him as this every single day, once by day, once by night. And to establish or fulfill, endure, sustain, all those words are lukayim. His malchus upon us, meaning we accept it, and that we subjugate ourselves to Hashem, and to whose, His laws and decrees, like subjects to their melech. That's, of course, the key phrase here. 
This is what we, we refer to as Kabbalah ol Mahu the acceptance of the yoke of heaven, the responsibility that Hashem is Zechad, He made the world, He's the Melech, we have obligations to Him, we have a real, vibrant relationship with Him that's all part of Omahu Shemai. And that thought is another thought which should be going through our mind when we say Shema. V'nichlal inyona b'pasuk zeh Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem And this is included when we say that great proclamation of Shema Yisrael. Dahainu, meaning ha-hoda'a, that we acknowledge b'dover zeh, this thing, shahu melech malche hamlachim, that he is the king of all kings, the ruler of all rulers, molech b'chobri yosav, he rules over all creation, ha'oyonim, both higher worlds, v'hatachtonim, and lower worlds, the kibul ol machuso, and the acceptance of that yoke of heaven, v'hishtabede love, and giving ourselves over to God, accepting that, v'kamosha zacharnu, as we have mentioned before. So we have in the first passage, just a little recap, of Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, all of these ideas. Hashem is absolutely one in existence, in function, in relationship. It all goes back to Him, Hashem Echad. Nothing functions or is without God. And in terms of Hanhaga, where the world is headed, to a revelation of His oneness. And Malchus and Adon, that He chose and willed this relationship with us as a Melech, we, as his creations, submit to the world that he made and to our responsibilities in it and our loving relationship with him. That's called Kabbalah al-Mahu And those thoughts are all part of Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. It's a declaration, but within that declaration is what we are accepting upon ourselves. It would be like saying this, lahavdil, lahavdil. If a person is working in a company and they say, he's the boss. They say, he's the boss. Now that means automatically that I need to listen to what he says. So I don't have to say the words, I accept him as my boss. It's understood. If I'm saying he's the boss, that, that's what I'm doing. So we never say, um, right when we say Shema, we don't say the words, I am the Kabul ol Mahu Shemaim upon myself. That's not part of the declaration in words of the Shema. The words are Shema Yisrael, Shema But those words mean that. And when we say He's one in all of those ways that we mention, and that we have that responsibility to that relationship, the declaration includes that statement of Kabbalah al-Mahu And that's why we hear that Kriya Shema is the ultimate expression of Kabbalah al-Mahu Shemayim. Okay, any questions or comments? Please, Alka, okay, yeah. 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 have to read through the whole thing, right? A long Shema. Yeah. If if you if you re- review this a couple of times, 
You can think about it in a couple of seconds. By just, just thinking a few, a few words, you know, of Mitsuyus, Pa'ula, Hanhaga, Mela, Omaplushamayim, you, you, that can be enough to know what we're talking about here. Because one couldn't go through this whole thing, you know. Yeah. But just a couple of key ideas as you're saying that, or even right before you say that, just take a second or two to reflect upon it, then that's also fine. Yeah, sure. Linda, you had a question or a comment? No, I mean, you said, you, the second line of Shema is being incredible. Okay, so now we didn't get to that yet. It's very interesting because I think that we would have thought that when we say, Baruch Shem Kavod Malchuso Laolam Voed, that that's what this is. But the Ramchal is not on that track. We're going to see that that, that means something different. And that it includes Kabbalah's Omaku Shemayim, absolutely. But there's more to it than that once we say that second line. And the insights of the second line of Shema is what he's headed toward next in the next several paragraphs. But this is still all included in the first passage. Yeah, please. Like, you, know, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to give up my life. Right. You know, so when that was always on my mind, it was like I, I get like I have to like take it away out of my mind. Is that then that's scary? It, it is scary, that's but scary. it is. Scary uh, than saying, you know, Hashem, and then I, in my mind, I go, you're it. Yeah. Right. You know, that's when you rather than looking at the negative part of it, rather this is the positive part. Right now, believe it or not, that's also positive. That a person who is prepared to give their life for God, that's a positive statement. Because it shows how much we are willing, you know, and how much we are wanting to do for Hashem. And that is one of the kavanas of Shema, which he did not get to, but he does touch on it later. (laughs) I just take it more. Ilana, please, yes. Very good. Yeah. Yes, very good point. What, what Ilan is saying, that there's two dimensions to this. One is what we ended off with last week, Atem Eidai Na'um Hashem. We are Hashem's witnesses. We, we're making the statement to the world. It's a proclamation that Hashem is in charge. He's one. That's one part of it. And the second part, which really was much more today, is on an internal level accepting this upon ourselves and the way we guard, guide our lives accordingly. I agree with that. I think it's a very, a very good and clear way of saying it. Both do apply. Okay. Both, to accept this internally, we're not just proclaiming it to the world, but we're saying to ourselves that we accept it and we abide by this. Have a great week, everybody. Asher Koa. Wonderful week. Good to see you.